It's six minutes past twelve. It's Wednesday. I'm Pumi Mashiko and you're on Woman As we do every Wednesday, we're talking girl power all grown up. And today I've got Joanne who's taken her hobby for and passion for jewelry making and is making it a business. You know, we always hear about very successful entrepreneurs who started from nothing and they've made these things and they're huge and awesome. And very seldom do we have to have, do we have an opportunity to have a conversation with the entrepreneur at the beginning of their journey? So I thought today we're going to take a walk in another woman's heels. Joanne Twala is here with me and she's going to share with us as she begins her journey into entrepreneurship, how that has been. As always, you can call us directly into the studio on 0861-555-189 or you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, WeChat, Instagram on cliffcentral.com, at cliffcentral.com. You know the draw by now. You can also Twitter me or Facebook me. I'm Pumimashekho1 on Twitter, at Pumimashekho1 on Twitter. I'm on Instagram as Mrs. Mashekho and I'm on Facebook, Pumimashekho. Joe, you are Facebook? Um, Facebook Joanne Johnson Twala and um, on and on um, Instagram. Instagram, I'm jo- jo- Johnson 1981. Oh, I just gave my age away. <laughs> <laughs> 1981. I'll yeah. be counting that through. Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, I am Johnson Joanne. So yeah, just type in Joanne Johnson. You'll find it somewhere. Or hashtag Nolufefe Creations, and then you'll find that as well. So your company is called Nolufefe Creations, That's and right. you make. I, put, I just put up on my Twitter some of the pieces you brought into the studio with you today. Why Nolufefe? Well, Nolufefe means the lucky one in Kosa. Um, I didn't even uh, find out what the, the name Nolufefe meant in the beginning. I just really liked the name because I used to work with a girl named Nolufefe. So I just thought, oh, it just rolls off the tongue so beautifully. <laughs> so that's how it actually came. And thank God it actually meant something <laughs> significant. <laughs> because I can tell you starting a business, a lot of it is hard work, but a great deal of it is also luck. So you just need to be able to be able to find the luck, find the opportunities and run with it. How long and how long? When did you, when did you start your business in earnest? I started my business in February at the beginning of this year, but we've been doing it since 2009. Um, Unofficially. As a hobby. <laughs> As a hobby, my sister and I. And um, every cent we got from um, selling a neck piece to a friend, to a sister, to a, to whoever, like people that found out about us, and it was usually word of mouth. Word of mouth is powerful. So um, we take that, and then my sister and I ended up at fa- um, Miami Fashion Week with my mom as well, who managed to wiggle us in at the last minute. My mother is great like that. <laughs> And um, we sold a whole lot of our necklaces at Miami Fashion Week, and we actually managed to get into a couple of stores in Miami and um, an, a South African store based in Atlanta. So that was our first taste of, hey, this could actually be something as opposed to just, you know, a hobby. Um, and then we started tapping into our network here when we got back, and we used the op- um, we used the whole marketing tool of saying we were at Miami Fashion Week because then people take note, you know. So from then, that's when we decided, okay, hmm, let's let's give it a go because with everything, if you're gonna take your business seriously, you actually have to do it full time. Otherwise, you're gonna get half money. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, speaking of half money, yeah. you used to have a very good job. Yes. Um, first in, in eventing. Yes. And then in publishing. Yes. And you left that. Yes. So what did that feel like? Putting in that resignation to, to go and start a business. So no more paycheck at the end of mm, the month. Mm. What was that like? Well, I mean, to be very honest, in the beginning, everything is all rosy. The grass is greener on the other side. So when you hand in that resignation, you think you have a plan uh, because you think you've done your homework. You think you've done the, the research in terms of trying to get funding, all of that. Um, and when you, when you, when you resign, you've got a little bit of a, a, a safety net because you've been saving. Uh, so now you start eating into your, <laughs> to your savings. And after a while, it starts getting real. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. So, so now you have to kind of t- uh, get off your, your ass and, um, stop being comfortable. And now you have to, also check your pride a lot of the time because asking a lot of the time is where you get um, where you get your leads, where you get to find out the avenues that you can now go down to say, okay, hey, I can do this on consignment. Hey, um, let me speak to this person because I know that they're already selling in this store, so maybe they can help me find out how I can get into that store as well. So a lot of the time it's also asking. Check your pride at the door. It's got nothing to do because at the end of the day, it, you need to be able to put your business first. And that has been the biggest learning curve for me. And also you learn a lot about yourself. So at the end of the day, there's no paycheck. There's, there's you and yourself <laughs> and you have to have a patient husband. <laughs> patient husband. Yes. So, okay. So another disclaimer, new wife. Yes. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just one year in. Not over, very popular with my in-laws right now. Almost two years. So this December, your second anniversary, right? Yes. So brand new wife. Mm-hmm. Not popular with the in-laws. Mm-mm. Why? Because I'm supposed to be having children. I'm supposed to be um, building my career, like going forward and having that stability. Because, you know, like um, in-laws and, and a lot of the time older folks are also pretty set in their ways when they say, you know, you've got a really good job. Don't throw it away. You just got married. Buy a house. Have kids. Settle down. But thank God, um, I come from uh, an entrepreneurial family as well. We, my my father-in-law's an entrepreneur. My mom's an entrepreneur. So at first, they sat me down and they said, "Okay, you're gonna do this. Be very strong. <laughs> Have a backbone of note." <laughs> Were you listening? Were you listening when they said? You know, that? when you when you when you do this in the beginning, you're like, "Yes, no, I understand. I understand." And you listen, but you know what? Nah? They, there's an old saying that say, "What you will word mood for." So <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling the pressure. I'm feeling, but at the same time, it's also keeping me alive. I'm, I'm, I'm really exhilarated. I'm, I'm passionate about what I do. When I finish a piece after somebody has commissioned me to make something quite specific, because that's a lot of what we do as well. We make hand. Um, crafted jewelry that is very specific to what you want. So no two pieces are exactly the same. And that's what we pride ourselves on. We also pride ourselves on in that it's authentically South African because we use South African materials. We use the teething beads. We dye them ourselves. All of that. And we, we come up with these amazing bold creations where you can't be, you can't be scared to wear these pieces. You, you must be a woman to walk into that room and say, hello. I'm here. I, I'm here. Cause that, it's really a statement piece. 
And when you finish a piece after having taken a brief from a client and having settled into their, into their environment to just get a sense of who they are, because jewelry is a very personal thing. We then, it's a sense of accomplishment. So when we then enter our pieces into competitions and then we get awarded for, for, um, our work, like for instance, our, um, tell me about that award. Yeah. Tell me about that award. Firstly, we were, we were exhibiting at, um, Julex and we just thought, okay, great. This is a great opportunity because Julex is, um, the biggest, um, jewelry exhibition on the continent. We're going to meet amazing people, which we did. But then they asked us if we wanted to enter, um, a showstopper. We're like, oh, okay, well, um, we're going up against goldsmiths, people that deal with diamonds in here. We're coming in with our handcrafted beaded jewelry. And so we thought, okay, fine, we have this really amazing piece that we made for Unati for her, um, for her video cover and for her actual video that is going to be launching sometime soon. Um, so we decided, okay, fine, that's quite a statement piece because Unati is not a, not a shy girl. She's like, I brought it to her the first time and she was like, no, 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 add some volume. I want some volume. So we just kept going and that was really cool. She's a really great client in that way. So, um, we entered our showstopper. And we call it our metal lily piece. It's our magnum piece because um, this has seven strings. We usually make a smaller um, set for um, our clients who want a statement piece, but they don't want it to be heavy either because it's made out of copper. So it is quite a, a heavy piece. And this is our magnum. And we came in second for our first time entering a competition like this, for our first time uh, venturing out as business people and taking this quite seriously as opposed to a hobby, we, we were quite tough. So that, those are the rewards at the end of the day. That's what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. And what, so take me back a little bit to, it's a hobby. I like this thing. Where, where does the seed to jump Mm-hmm. From it's just being a hobby, something I do on a Sunday or when I've got time, to being a fully fledged business. Where did that come from? Well, <laughs> on a personal note, <laughs> I've I always hope so. <laughs> I've always wanted to be my own boss, manage my own time, be able to say that I've accomplished something for myself. Because a lot of the time you go to work and you, you put in the hours for some, by building somebody else's dreams. So I kind of felt like I work so hard and I wanted to do something for myself. So, um, taking a hobby because we knew how to do it. We knew how to do it well and thinking about it in the sense that, okay, can this actually make money? So before I decided to hand in my, my resignation, I did my homework. I put it in stores. I sold it to friends. I, um, I tested the water so I know what works and what doesn't work. I know how, um, finicky women are when it comes to the finishings of a piece. So we kind of refined that. And then when we, we sat down and we're like, you know, we're making some really good money on the side here. If we could actually take this a little bit further by putting all our energy into it, maybe we could actually make this work. And also, like I said, I've been raised in a, in a, in a, in a household where my mom was an entrepreneur. Um, we, we went to all her events and we'd help her put the tablecloths down, those type of things. And she'd be doing marketing campaigns into the night. And we were there laying under the table doing homework. But it was that, it was that thing of, if we don't try it now, we're never going to do it. 
So that was the jump. Just do it. Mm. And, you know, you, you talk about your mother having been an entrepreneur. And when I was getting ready for this show, I was thinking about all the women I know in business. Mm. And I think one of the things when we were growing up, you about my age, just not going to say how much about, <laughs> but, you know, when, when we were growing up, because the environment was so tough, mm. people didn't earn enough money for almost every second woman I knew made money, extra money on the side mm. by selling stuff, by selling stuff at home, by selling blankets, teacups. There's every township, every second mother mm-hmm. in the township had that entrepreneurial spirit. And, and I was looking at the numbers, the number of women who started out. So if I think about Easter Lauder, mm. you know, who's now multinational, multimillionaire, but that business was started because she needed to do something additional to make money. And this was something she loved. Mm. If I think about Pam Golding, who, again, multi-millionaire, multinational, all of that. And she needed to raise her kids, but she needed something that would give her money and give her the time. Mm. So women do that instinctively. And I think more and more, because of the recession now, Mm. a lot more women are kind of going... I've got something I could do. I could sell this. I could do that. I need the additional cash, but they don't know what to do with that seed. So who was the first person that you told when you were like, I'm ready to make the jump of leaving work? Mm. Who was the first person that you told about that? And My what mother. was their reaction? My mother. Really? Yeah. I knew Not I your ha- husband. <laughs> No, I didn't go to my husband first. And the reason I went to my mother first is because my mom is my, my, she's my rock. She doesn't, she doesn't panic. She doesn't go into a, a, like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? That type of thing. She's very, she's very calm. So I needed somebody that was going to be able to offer me that. I'm not saying that my husband wouldn't. It's my husband is more calculated. He'd ask me, how long have you been thinking about this? Why are you deciding to do that? And I wasn't ready for those questions yet. I needed somebody that was going to cushion my, my fall to be able to say, I'm doing it. I need help. <laughs> and I went to her because also she has the experience. She's done this. When she was my age, she also went into business uh, for herself. So I kind of needed that, that f- familiarity. And I guess also a woman in that sense where she's a single mom, raised two girls and did it by herself. So I kind of needed that reassurance. And are you glad that's where you went? It's a roller coaster every day, to be very honest. Um, there are days that I'm just like, wow, I did it. And I did it for myself and I actually did do it. Like I set out to do something and it actually materialized. So there are those days. And then there are other days where it is so frustrating, where it feels like you're pulling teeth and you feel like the world is just pushing against you. But that's when your endurance comes in. That's when your self-belief comes in. And it really, really, I know we've heard it before where people say, believe in yourself and just hang in there. But it really is the case because, um, I think it's a Josephine Baker song and my mother used to play it in the car all the time. She used to drive me insane. Look, look to the rainbow. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I hated that song. But Swervar, it is the case because what a difference 24 hours makes. Tomorrow is going to be another day. So today, fine. 
you didn't go your way, but then we pick ourselves up tomorrow and we start again. That's the only way I've managed to keep it going for this long. And God, I hope I can do it because <laughs> I'll be honest, it's no, it's no, it's no walk in the park. Hey, and your biggest lesson so far. Humility. Check your ego at the door because I come from a corporate environment where I managed brands and it was like, it was my brand. And you walked in there and you were like, I'm going to take over this, uh, this, this uh, meeting, that type of thing. Now I'm coming to you and I'm asking you for money. So I kind of have my, need to have my story in check. And I also have to kind of check my ego at the door and say, yes, I know I have a great product, but this is what I need from you. And this is why I need your help. So asking for help isn't a bad thing. Mm. If, if anything, it, it has taught me it opens up a lot of doors. And it doesn't have to be the biggest door because the smallest door can lead to an amazing passage. And what – so you, 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 you did your homework. Mm. Is there anything that you know now that you wish you'd known then that wasn't in the homework and you're like, damn it, that one. It's a big one. Yeah. Is there anything like that for you? Yeah, how to price my 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 stuff, um, because I was always underpricing it. And when I started going to different stores and seeing what my competitors were doing, um, they they were selling their things well into the thousands. And I'm coming into entry level, so when people would be like, "Oh, really?" and then I think, "What what 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 is that reaction? Why do you sound so excited to be buying my stuff at that price?" So that's when I was like, yeah, "Was that because it was a hobby?" So you didn't yes. need that money. Yes, it was extra cash. And also, when you when you price your things, you don't now. When I price my things, I take into consideration the small things. Like you, you really don't uh, realize how the little things actually eat into your your profits and how you actually need to price your stuff so that you can actually leave with something. Your packaging, your your um, your materials, your petrol to get there. Um, how your time you need to charge for your time. People never add that in. So it's, and that was actually my husband. He was, yeah. yeah, the one that was going to give you the, the drill, the drill sergeant that's going to be like, huh, you are doing this and you don't know how to do this. <laughs> so he sat me down and he actually uh, created my, um, my pricing model. So that's how I ended up pricing things correctly now. So at least now I take something home at the end of the month. Wow. Because in the beginning, I was like, hey, man, I'm not really making money. What's going on here? <laughs> wow. And how how does he feel about, do you know how he feels about your decision? In the beginning, I think he was a bit nervous because I don't think he thought I had done my homework. And rightfully so, because now I'm still learning about my business. Um, but now he is my biggest supporter. He will be like, have you marketed today? Have, cause he's, he's big on the get it out there, marketed, because word of mouth is very powerful. And he keeps me going. If anything, he's also my biggest cheerleader. Cause he's like, cause I, I can really be tough on myself and I can really get down on myself and I can be like, Oh, today's just not the day. And he'll be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, we decided to do this. We need to keep going. So if you're going to do this, you need to put everything in. You can't play 50 50 today. I'll give it to you today, but then tomorrow we're back at 100. He's great like that. So I'm, I must say I'm really, really blessed. Sure. And knowing what you know today, mm. 
Um, so you started in February, about eight months now. What would you do differently if you had the opportunity to go back? I would have probably applied for funding before I did this because I did a lot of this. Why? Um, because reality is a business needs funding to survive. So I was running on my savings and it doesn't take you that far because I need the kind of money to be able to purchase the type of material to make the kind of jewelry that I want. I need to be able to be in the right stores um, to be able to catch the right feet to make sure that my stuff actually sells marketing material. It's it's the little things like that that you actually don't take into consideration that actually eats into your profits and eats into your your business your day to day business runnings your actual your company your business money. So I think I would have rather taken a business proposal and gone to door to door to try and find funding at least for startup because that I think would have propelled me a little bit further and put me on a different scale right now where I'm able to at least then propel forward. And had you not found the money, would you not have started? Hmm. No, it was inevitable. I'm my mother's child. (laughs) 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 It was inevitable. Yeah. Every day. And also because you know what? I have such amazing friends. I have friends that have started their own production companies. I mean, there's you. I look at you guys every day and I'm like, hey, Banna, these girls are doing it. I can try this. I'm still young. I'm flexy. If things go wrong. <laughs> children under the table. <laughs> yeah. If, 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 not, if things don't go right. And that's, and that's the thing. I don't want to put that as a safety net because then that's also going to hinder you from actually taking the chances that you should. But I kind of felt like if I'm going to do anything, then this is the time now. So I think it was inevitable. I want to talk more about the relationships, but let's take a short break. We're going to play a song. When we come back, I want to talk about the how this decision has impacted on your relationships. Okay. Start it. Start it from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. I done kept it real from the jump. Living at my mama house, we'd argue every month. I was, I was trying to get it on my own. Working all night, traffic on the way home And my uncle calling me like, where you at? I gave you the keys, so you bring it right back I just I just think it's funny how it goes Now I'm on the road, half a million for a show And we started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now my whole team Yeah, started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now the whole team here yeah, start, Started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Boys, boys, tell stories about the man. Say I never struggled, wasn't hungry, yeah, I doubt it. I can turn your boy into the man. There ain't really much out here that's popping off without us. We just want the credit where it's due. 
I'ma worry about me, give a fuck about you. Just as, just as a reminder to myself. I wear every single chain, even when I'm in the house. Cause we started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. No new, no new, we don't feel that. A fake friend, where your real friends at? We don't like to do too much explaining. Story stay the same, I never changed it. No new, we don't feel that. A fake friend, where your real friends at? We don't like to do too much explaining. Story stay the same through the money and the fame. Cause we started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. It's Pumi Mashiko. Am I ne? Pumi Mashiko? On Womanda, it's 1231, <laughs> cliffcentral.com. I'm supposed to have earphones on, but I don't. I'm sorry. And I hope you're enjoying this conversation, listeners. And you can always call us. Have you had a business that you wanted to start, a hobby that you want to take and make it into a serious business and are scared, unlike Joanne? You can call us directly into the studio on 0861-555-189. You can Twitter us, Facebook us. Jen, you must remind me, ne? What's your Facebook, Twitter, and Joanne, <laughs> Instagram? Joanne, nine, no, Joanne Johnson, 1981. That's my um, Instagram. And then Johnson Joanne at Twitter, on Twitter. And then Joanne Johnson Twala on Facebook. But if you just put in Nolafefe Creations, it will take you pretty much everywhere. Aha. I was about to say, Guti, oh, Joe, you come from brand building, sister. You might have to think about making every one of those things Nolafefe Creations. I know. <laughs> so Nolafefe Creations is the hobby that Joe has turned into a business. And we're talking about starting a business as, as a young woman, starting as a business as a new wife, starting a business as a girl. I think we all think that business is the the forte of men. We mm-hmm. think men build big companies. And we're talking about it starting from the bottom because mm-hmm. Joe is just six months into the building of this business and has had so many milestones already. But Joe, the relationships around you. So you already spoke a little bit about your in-laws. Mm-hmm. Um, have you found that the business has put any kind of strain on any of your relationships? Um. Yeah, but I wouldn't say it's a strain. Um, it's it certainly has tested me as a person on how I should react and deal with my relationships. Um, because now, my what does that mean? That's so esoteric. It's tested me <laughs> in how I should. <laughs> what does that mean? It, well, the thing is, you have different relationships with people, right? So um, you'll have your frictions. But, and, and, and money has been, because you, you, you get your salary every month, you know what you're going to do every month, you know, are you going to spend it, that type of thing. Now I need to be careful about how I spend my money. So now I can't just go out for lunch with the girls. I need to spread it out and be like, hey, let's do picnics because I can bring things from my fridge. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> and the coffee doesn't cost 12 rand. Exactly. <laughs> um, or I invite people over to my house now, like for lunch, that type of thing. Because now I, um, yeah, like you say, now I don't have to pay a bill at a restaurant. Um, also now, um, when, when people suggest certain things, I'm not the first to always say like, yeah, no, definitely let's go for a spa session, that type of thing. Now I'm like, hmm, ladies, go and enjoy. And at the beginning, people would think, oh, doesn't she want to see us anymore? Like, and I had to explain like, guys, I have to actually, because now it makes you honest. And that's where you also see your true friends because honesty breaks no friendships. So now you're like, hey, guys, I can't, I can't actually join you for this. Uh, spa man. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm like, I actually need to check my 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 balance my then. stock yeah my stock <laughs> yeah. so it it does test you it it tests you as a person and you spoke about growing up mm. with your mother as an entrepreneur and you being schlepped everywhere to every event that she was doing and being roped into working mm. has starting your own business and walking at least a part of the path that your mother's walked changed your relationship with her I have, yeah, because in the beginning it was always like, it was my mom. This is what she does, especially growing up to it. That's all you know. So it's like her work. But, and then when you got older, you understood, thank you very much for everything that you've done. You know, you're a single mom. You took the risk by starting your own business and you like, you really are a strong woman. But you never, ever, ever understand it until you actually do it yourself. So you you appreciate the fact that she has slipped you everywhere because now you have a great work ethic. You understand what it is to finish that document to the at twelve o'clock at night and then send it off for to get approved. You understand that. You understand um, what 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 they mean when they say that um, money doesn't sleep. You need to work around the clock if you want this to be done. So I I I do have a great Respect for my mother more so now. I mean, I've always had it, but more so now because now I'm actually doing it myself and going to her and asking her for her advice. Sometimes, I mean, you'll always clash. Do you ask your mother for advice? I be, I'm very careful when I do that <laughs> because my mom is the, the type of person that she's going to give it to you real. And so you, when you go and ask for her opinion or her advice, you must be very ready for the answer. Uh, because I mean, this is a business, you know, you can't, you can't tiptoe around these things. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's do or die. So you have to be very honest about the approach. Um, so, so yeah. So when I go to her and I ask her for opinion, I must be very strong and, um, and, but, but it, it does test your relationship because sometimes you also feel like you do know you want to try something new. You, you've done it for so many years. Yes, thank you. But there also are new ways of doing things. There's new avenues. And sometimes, you know, people don't, aren't always ready to, to change in that sense. So it is a little bit of a, a yin and yang where you give and take, where you take the advice because it's people that have walked that road. But then also you need to try things for yourself and bump your head. So yeah, it is very testing. And, and your husband? Um, yeah, that it's exactly the same. I think more so from a personal perspective because I kind of feel like 
I, I I have to rely on him emotionally a lot of the time because it does take a lot out of you. And I'm very grateful to have that because a lot of the time people, women that start their own businesses are single uh, parents. They don't have that support system. So I'm very, 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 very blessed to have that. But then I kind of feel like I also need to bring it together, keep it together. And, you know, sometimes losing it all the time isn't that sexy. <laughs> So it's it's so so when I do like hold back a lot of the time because you you think you can you you start you strong you know in a new marriage Joe mm, you don't want to put too much on the new marriage either because you know you you've been dating you've been courting all these years and it's great but now when you get married it's a different ball game so because now you don't just marry him you marry the family you know I just realized and and this is the you know I, that. That you guys are in an interracial relationship. <laughs> like I forget that about you guys. Yeah. And so th- that that too hmm. has its own dynamic. You know, there's, there's the dynamic of suddenly you're part of a whole other family that you didn't grow up in. Hmm. But this family also comes from a different background. And how, how, have, how have you dealt with that and the added layer of now I'm also in this business, yeah. starting a new thing from scratch. I've never thought about that till this very minute. Well, um, Gabriel's family—they're uh, very traditional, but not in not in the in, not in the stickler kind of way where they don't waver from their tradition. Um, they, but that's what I really love about his family is that. They are really traditional and that they hold these values very sacred. So I had to learn a lot about their culture and understand why they do what they do and take it on for myself as well. And a lot of the time it's very, very beautiful. A lot of the time it can be very frustrating because I don't, I don't understand a lot of the time why we do, why we have to do these new, why I have to do a lot of these new rituals and cultural, uh, cultural, um, expectations of me. So now here I am, a woman, and I'm going to go and start my own business. And the men in Gabriel's family are very strong. And he has two brothers and they have wives as well. And both of them are um, uh, stay-at-home moms. So I'm the one that now has always worked. And now I am going to start my own business. So it is a little bit of a – it's it's interesting, but – like I said, they're not, they're not, um, sticklers. They, they understand, they're global <laughs> in that way. We, they understand, yes, we are very traditional, but there are things in, in, our, in our society where we, we understand that if you want to be able to do what you need to do, then you must do it now. They're very supportive in that way. But at the same time, like, um, when I go home, I'm a wife. And when I go to his family, I'm the Magoti. But then when I go and do my work, then I'm Joanne and I'm the businesswoman. So I'm, that's also the really great it's thing. It's a lot of roles. It's girl. a lot that's of roles. It's a lot of roles. Uh, you wear different hats as, as a woman, constantly anyway. Mm. As women, you wear different hats. It's a juggling act. And like I said, when we, about relationships, it tests you. Mm. You learn a lot about yourself. And exactly about yourself. Yeah. What, what is... What has starting this business done to your relationship with yourself? Oh, 
Um, yeah, I never said it was going to be easy. Yeah. Ugh. I would say it's, I had to, I had to do a lot of uh, soul searching um, because I'm a very big personality. Um, I also used to believe that, like I say, honesty breaks no friendships, but you also need to bring it back sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, know the wisdom of when to say things <laughs> or how, how to say things. <laughs> exactly. My mother says to me, Jan, it's not about when with you, it's how. <laughs> so I had to learn all of that. Um, it's, it's a, it's a humbling experience because starting your business kind of breaks you down, um, layer by layer because now it's, it's a case of you no longer, you can't be the biggest person in the room anymore. You need to be able to accompany, um, um, everybody else in that space. Same with your, with your family as well. Like now you have a new role, um, that you've just taken on, but you also mustn't forget where you come from. You mustn't also forget what, you, what you're a part of. So it, it, it's like an onion. It really does have layers. You have layers. You, and when you start peeling, you cry. So <laughs> it's, it's a humbling experience. But at the same time, I kind of feel like it's, it's the best thing I could have done for myself because this is therapy I don't even have to pay for. <laughs> therapy you don't have to pay yeah. for. And so looking into tomorrow, what are, what are your aspirations? Well, we're very small right now. So we'd really like to get into a more stores and uh, across the country. And we're very specific about the type of stores that we want to be in. Um, because we don't have great capital, we have to go in on consignment. But also having done some research in the fashion industry, they say it's not a bad thing. Um, to, to start up your business and go into, con, uh, go in as, um, on consignment because then you don't have the overheads. But then we also have to be in the right spaces. So we're looking at, um, because our, our, our jewelry, um, attracts a lot of the international market, we are looking for a lot of tourist destinations. So we want to get into, um, Mabuneng Precinct where we are right now, um, at Oslo Clothing Store. And then we'd like to go into the Cape Town um, uh, market as well. Because these days, markets aren't just markets. You can get amazing stuff at markets, but it's also upscale stuff. And, and that's where our products are because we also deal with gemstones a lot of the time in our, in our um, neck pieces. So it's also attracting the right clients. And then we also would like to start doing a little bit more exhibitions because from the exhibitions that we have done, we've really generated great leads and um, created, uh, uh, established great relationships with tour operating companies where when people come to South Africa, we make all their jewelry to take home for them. So that has been really great. And that's allowed us to at least grow a little bit where we can employ two additional ladies to help us. I know that's fantastic. So now your business is also growing slowly, and, and giving slowly. employment to other people, yes. not just sustaining and you. That's what we're trying to do. That's what my, my, my sister and I's business is all about is because we, we have so many people in this country that are unemployed, but at the same time doesn't mean that they're not skilled. So these, uh, the gentlemen that bead on the side of the roads that make those incredible animals out of beads, that's a skill. And that's, uh, we need to start putting those, uh, those individuals into 
formal employment by them actually executing their skill. And that's where we've been working with um, places like the DTI, where we can now uh, get funding and get um, assistance, where they can help us grow our business because that's where we will employ so many other individuals. Then we can then go into a store and then sell it to the international and the local market because our uh, local market is starting to appreciate our beadwork. At first, it was really a case of like, no, it's, it's we only wear it to traditional weddings. Now women are wearing it every day. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible stuff because now it's a mixture of different elements. It's no longer just beads. It's beads mixed with metals and mixed with gemstones and, and they're talking pieces. And that's what we really want to do. Wow. And what is what has that been like for you? Working with the DCI, trying to get funding out of them, working with government institutions, mm-hmm. registering the business. A lot of the stuff that we read in the papers, that we hear on the news, the frustration mm-hmm. for many businesses really comes from dealing with authority mm-hmm. in that way. What was that like for you? Oh, again, patience is a virtue. Um, but with that also being said that, um, registering your business is the easy part. <laughs> it, it really, really is. Um, cause then that's done and dusted. Now you try to, f- um, get assistance and go into these avenues where now you want to do, um, exporter programs and international trade fairs. Um, you need to be able to keep your ear to the ground. And if you can find a really good person inside those institutions, be friendly with them because they will make the world of a difference to your life. Because um, in all honesty, they are a big institution and they have to probably deal with millions of queries. So you are just like a drop in the ocean. But that's where it comes to you. That's where it falls on you, where you have to sit on these people. You have to um, find somebody inside to kind of, pull um take your paperwork and kind of put it at the top type of thing you know it's 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 hectic like that but um it's it's also a lot of patience because they don't get back to you when you need to things aren't done on time a lot of the time but then you need to sit on them to make sure that hey i'm going to be exhibiting at this um at this exhibition in new york is is this the right paperwork is that da 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 so it's again the onus is on you and how much of your Previous work experience do you use on the day-to-day in your business? I come from a marketing background. So a lot of our work and uh, a lot of our orders have come from um, us marketing on on social networks, on at um, places like this, um, talking about Nolufefe Creations, where um, we're now no longer shy to talk about it. You can't afford to be shy to talk about it. You are your own brand. You are your own brand ambassador. You, you, If it means that you take a, a flyer and you stick it on a, a board and you're not allowed to, it's fine. Uh, we'll say sorry later. so um so my marketing experience has really 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 helped me it's also helped me to be a little bit fearless because now like i said you must ask because if you don't ask you don't get um and it's also how you ask and it's what you ask and be very specific about what you're asking don't waste people's time either don't waste people's time yeah that's a big one yeah and is there anything so what about um kind of formal Knowledge. 
what kind of formal knowledge did you need from just I know how to bead, I I know how to market and build a brand. What additional formal knowledge did you need, if any, mm. to 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 make the leap from it's a hobby now it's a business, it's a serious business. The formal stuff is all your business, uh, your business uh, acumen, your skills. Where now you need to start going to business courses where you now understand how to read a balance sheet because people will rob you <laughs> blind. Mm-hmm. So you need to know uh, what it says on that balance sheet. You need to understand what the different uh, pockets of your business is and where the diff- and how it all correlates to your product um, and also where you're going to be uh, selling your stuff. So th- the logistics of it all. Um, the, I did an exporters, importers course as well so that I understand shipping and trade um, so there is a lot of uh, paperwork that has to go into, into all of this where now you have to do your, your work. You need to pay your school fees. And if you want, if you want to survive and you want to keep your head above water, it's, it's imperative as much as street smarts. Street smarts is also like uh, you can be book smart all you want, but if you don't see the opportunity sitting right in front of you, then shem. Mm, then you're dead in the water. Mm, okay? Dead in the water. And what you, you earlier when we started, you spoke about luck mm. playing a, a very big part and a big role in building a business and the success of a business. What has been your luckiest strike since you started? Since you went f- like full time in the business, your biggest lucky strike. Oh, um. I would probably say Julex, um, just getting that acknowledgement and um, them asking us if we wanted to exhibit. Uh, because we, we signed up with Julex a while ago and we never really took it seriously um, because we knew uh, eventually this was going to happen. So when we were still hobbying all of this stuff, we were like, let's just sign up with Julex and see um, uh, the Jewelry Council, sorry, and see, you know, where this could take us, but we never took it seriously. So we hardly went to any of the meetings and the the annual report meetings, which is terrible, I know. But that was in the beginning. <laughs> and then when we took it seriously, and then we found out that there was uh, uh, an exhibition called Julex where we could meet X, Y, and Z. Um, so that was that was, I think, our highlight, and and coming in second against um, these people that have been doing it for years, that work with with these amazing gemstones and diamonds and semi-precious stones and all of those. I mean, we, 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 we deal with beads and we, we came in second. So that was the, the highlight for us. And I guess also, um, before, before we took this seriously, we were at, um, Miami Fashion Week. I think that also gave us the affirmation that, you know, our, our stuff is really good when we are now exhibiting against people around the world and they're like, hmm. This is this is really nice. Where are you from? Hey, guys, say South Africa. People love South Africa. Really? Yeah, put up your flag. People will come to your stand. For real. For real. And our flag is so recognizable. It has really, really helped us where people just come. And now they're interested to find out where is this teething bead from. And you say, from the coast of um, um, KZN. KwaZulu. KwaZulu. <laughs> and then, you, and then we, we don't even call it teething beads anymore. We've now uh, started calling it Zulu pearls. And that, again, has now um, 
and now people are interested in our Zulu pills. So those those two, I would think, are the highlights of uh, my sure. sister and I's uh, Nolufefe creations and Jilly Johnson. Yeah, that's amazing. And for for so for you, your biggest dream for Nolufefe mm. is where where are you taking this? Well, the biggest dream is to own our own lifestyle um, store. Where now it's What's a lifetime store. Lifestyle. Lifestyle store. Yeah. Um it it's it's now we've we've ventured from from jewelry into pillowcases. So now we, we have beautiful African printed uh, pillowcases that will have a beading detail or will have the embossing of a um the big five. Um so those type of stores. Having different um artists um, have their products in our store on consignment so that they also can grow and feed their families and then their businesses can grow. And especially in a, an emerging economy that we're, we're living in, it's the right place to do that because we have so many people that have, can, can Bring their stuff to our store. That is an exciting idea. Mm. Just so just to take that. it further. So this is the beginning. This is just the beginning. Yeah. And I'm so glad you took the time to come chat with me because that is, that's exactly it. It's just the beginning. I'm kind of feeling like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> next year. The nice thing about Cliff Central C is that because it's on radio, I know it's, I'm not on some 12 month contract here. <laughs> So I'm hoping next year I can do a quick, hey, remember that girl that came in? But thank you for taking the time no, and having the chat. It, it is, it's fascinating. I, I'm, I'm in such awe that thank you started you so it. I think much. we need more people like you. We need more small businesses making it happen. If we're going to make six million jobs, if we're going to yeah. create six million jobs, what we need is one million businesses like you that employ six people. Exactly. And then we've got it going on. Thank you so much for having us here. I mean, we, we were so excited to be here. We love Cliff Central and, and because it's also a great opportunity for us to just speak freely. Where do people, if I'm listening and I'm thinking, Ooh, I like kind of Nolufefe, N-O-L-N, N-O-L-U-F-E-F-E. Okay. Yeah. Nolufefe Creations. Where do I find you? Um, again, we are at, um, Oslo Clothing Store in Maboneng Precinct. We are on, uh, Instagram. So if you just type in, um, if you just go onto Google and you type in Nolufefe Creations, it will take you to our Twitter page. It will take you to our Instagram page. It will take you to our Facebook page. We do a lot of work on our Facebook page because we're able to interact a lot of the time with our clients. And you do, you do like, um, bespoke pieces. So That's if right. I'm having a wedding, if I've got a big yes. event, someone must invite me to a big event. I definitely <laughs> think I need one of those neck pieces. Just putting it out there. It's always <laughs> about putting these things out there. It's true. Hey, put it out to the universe. <laughs> you never know what comes back. But hey, I need to hook you up. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. And good luck. I think I, I'm so excited Thank because you. I think that the product you have is amazing and it's always so exciting to see something at the very beginning of it. So good luck. I'm watching. No pressure. And when you're all in the loader, Pam Golding Big, I'll be like, I know that girl. She was there at the beginning of the journey. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's three minutes to one. I'm looking out the window. I think the doctors are here. The doctors are always here. Coming up next, it's the health hour. Oh, there's a doctor. I don't know coming in today. <laughs> it's the health hour, but you are tuned into Womandla on cliffcentral.com and I'm Pumi Mashiko. Join me again next week.